If you're looking for a trusted source of natural supplements, look no further than NutritionW.com. Since 1979, Nutrition World has been a staple in the Chattanooga community with dedicated research specialists that stay ahead of the trends to make sure you have the most reliable products available at the most competitive prices. All of their supplements are vetted for quality, effectivity, and potency and shipped using the utmost care with cold packs included in each and every order. You can shop online now at NutritionW.com and choose from thousands of your favorite supplements, sports nutrition, pet, and specialty food products today. Nutrition World, partners on your wellness journey. Hey gang, welcome back to the Holistic Navigator podcast, where we talk about all things holistic health and hold firm to the belief that the body has the ability to heal itself if given the proper nutrients and care. My name is Brian Strickland. I'm the producer of the show. And today we have another episode with Carl Germano talking about the endocannabinoid system. I won't waste any more time so we can dive straight into this conversation. So here's your host, Ed Jones. Thank you again, Brian. This is Ed Jones with the Holistic Navigator, back with more information that's incredibly valuable to your longevity, your health, and your quality of life. I say this often when people ask me, I bet you'll live to be 100. You know, I truly don't think I'm going to extend probably much more than where the clock's kind of set already within. But I can tell you one thing, I'm going to have a far better quality of life, whatever those years may be. Here I am 62. I actually feel better at 62 than I did at uh, 42 or sometimes at 32. I've just had to learn a lot. And that's why we are here on the Holistic Navigator as an encyclopedia for your knowledge. Well, one thing uh, that is, of course, in the top of so many conversations is the whole conversation about hemp. And CBD and and endocannabinoids. And today we have a guest that I consider probably one of the most experienced and knowledgeable and long term uh, uh, committed person to this whole conversation. And before I introduce him, I had him in a local setting about six years ago, and I'll never forget we were talking about uh, he was giving a lecture on sports nutrition and and how to make wise choices and. At the end, he was getting ready to leave. And I remember very well saying, uh, Carl, is there anything new on the horizon coming up? And this was six years ago. And he said, yeah, phytocannabinoids. I said, what? I had, And I'm well-read, people, as you know. And he explained to me about this whole system of these molecules from a certain plant that's going to probably have more potential to improve our health, perhaps, than almost anything that's been discovered in a long time. So we're going to learn about this special endocannabinoid system uh, from Carl Germano. He is a board-certified clinical nutritionist uh, and vice president of Verdant Oasis, has a master's degree in clinical nutrition from New York University and has over 35 years experience in product development Uh, all the way across the board, including medical foods. He's written many books, The Misled Athlete, Nature's Painkillers, The Osteoporosis Solution, The Brain Wellness Plan, and now the probably the ultimate book on this conversation, The Road to Ananda. Welcome, Carl Germano. Thank you, Ed. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, You know, since the day that you opened my eyes to this 
special molecule. And back six years ago, you know, as well as I do, there wasn't a lot of really good readability uh, information that people like me could access. Yeah, you know, we could we could kind of go into it in a general sense, but we've learned so much about the potential of this this system in the body called endocannabinoid and how the bright product from hemp can balance this, which then gives you hundreds of potential benefits to our health. So for someone who is spinning their head with this big word, endocannabinoid, tell people what that is. Sure. First of all, it's a shame that it's uh, taken this long for the information to get out about the endocannabinoid system. So let's start with the simple stuff. What is cannabinoid? Cannabinoids refer to compounds, uh, compounds either the body produces or compounds we find in plants, primarily from hemp. And cannabinoids are no different than the active compounds you find in other plants. You look at curcuminoids and curcumin, ginsenicides and ginseng, echinaceicides and echinacea, on and on and on. So cannabinoids you find are the active class of compounds found in hemp. And the endocannabinoid system refers to a system within the body, endo, uh, that accesses, utilizes, and relies on cannabinoids. Now, this is a surprise to many. And I say to people out there, you're just going to have to get over it. Your body produces cannabinoids, and your body feeds off them. And without them, illness will ensue, as you'll soon to see. The endocannabinoid system was discovered in the 90s. The 90s was a very important decade of discovery. Uh, at the helm of this discovery was Dr. Raphael Meshulam out of Hebrew University in Jerusalem and many of his colleagues out in the National Institute of Mental Health here in the U.S. And so what is this system all about? Well, <clears throat> it is a physiological system that involves receptors, these little windows that are on all the cells of our body that bring in information receptors that accept cannabinoid compounds. So with all these receptors on every single organ system that has an influence on all organs, you have to ask the question, well, the body must must be making something to target or influence these receptors. And the answer came in the late 1990s as well. We produce two cannabinoids. One is called anandamide, And ananda, the prefix there, ananda in Sanskrit means bliss. And anandamide was termed uh, and characterized as the first cannabinoid we produce because it hits receptors in the brain that affect mood, behavior, um, similar to the effects that you get with endorphins and opioids and what have you, albeit at a milder level. Uh, the second cannabinoid we produce is called 2-AG or 2-arachidonoglycerol. Regardless, <clears throat> the body relies on it producing these compounds so that it can hit all these receptors on every organ system so that every organ system can work efficiently, properly, and so it modulates. The endocannabinoid system is like the conductor of this massive beautiful symphony of communication within the body, within all organ systems. Now, why are we having uh, schools teach this? High school, college, practitioner school. It is because of the stigma that's been attached to cannabinoids. And this all boils down to 
the relationship to marijuana. Now, marijuana and hemp are two different animals. From a genus and species point of view, they are both cannabis sativa, and that's where the similarity ends. Marijuana physically is a shorter plant, squattier, wider leaves, and its dominant cannabinoid is THC, which is intoxicating. So it has recreational value. In small doses, it absolutely has medical value, but that's still a drug. We won't go there. Hemp, on the other hand, <clears throat> is a very tall plant. It can grow anywhere from three, four, up to eight feet tall, thinner, narrower leaves. And its most dominant cannabinoid is CBD or cannabidiol. But remember, people, that CBD is one of 100 different cannabinoids in the plant. And while we've been focusing on just CBD, it's a minor myopic story. Nevertheless, and what I was getting to is that cannabinoids had this stigma attached to it. Marijuana uh, was a drug. Hemp was dumped into the Controlled Substances Act. Uh, and for 80 years, the United States has been in the dark ages with respects to hemp's cultivation, commercialization, consumption, and even research. And that's tragic because your endocannabinoid system, which dates back millions of years ago in simple cell organisms, all invertebrates, is the master modulator of all physiological activity. And that's the global picture. Get down to the cellular level, pain, inflammation, stress, anxiety, insomnia, <clears throat> ocular health, bone health, and neurological health are just some of the physiological uh, um, uh, attributes that the endocannabinoid system is responsible for. Now, when we don't produce enough cannabinoids, deficiencies result, and we see this in Fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndrome, <clears throat> migraine headaches, neurological and inflammatory conditions that are showing that the body's not producing enough cannabinoids to hit all these receptors. And we must rely, therefore, on dietary sources. And your best source is hemp. But this stigma has really put us in a bad place. Uh, it is slowly being dismantled. February, uh, December of last year, the uh, Farm Bill of 2018 passed, which finally took hemp out of the Controlled Substances Act so we can cultivate it, commercialize it, and now study it. Meanwhile, the rest of the world, especially Europe, has been light years ahead of us in terms of all of those things, including research. And, and we have to get this message out. So the road to Ananda, Anandaming bliss, if you want to get to the road to bliss internally, we have to learn how to feed, nourish, and support the endocannabinoid system in the body and we cannot be afraid or stigmatized about the term cannabinoids or the term hemp. Hemp is not marijuana. It's not going to get you high. It's going to get you healthy. Wow. That is a head spinning explanation, but so clear because I know everyone's seeing the signs for hemp, CBD with all the claims. And they have no idea the physiological process that this this molecule's working on. And I, I have constantly used the analogy that to me, 
that molecule is like an orchestra director. And when you, if you, can you imagine the music that would play if the director happened to not show up one day and all the instruments were just doing their own thing? And I want to make sure, and I know that you agree with this, let's not look at this molecule as something specifically to always just treat something, we get over it, then we quit taking it. It's actually part of the probable core uh, list of balancing and nourishing nutrients. And that's where conventional medicine falls off is they don't believe in nourishing. They don't believe in homeostasis. They don't believe in the fact that we get ill because we lack balance over a long term uh, of our life. And so bringing back balance will create so much improvement of mental, physical and emotional health. I mean, you know, we could talk endlessly about the opiate addiction that we can use these products to help people get over that. We have we, we use it a lot for pain and for all these symptoms. But I'm really focusing a little bit more on this is something to do every day, even though I feel well. I'm doing it uh, somewhat almost every day. But I can tell you one thing, Mr. Germano, after hearing what you spoke last night in front of a group of people, this will be part of my all every single day. I will use a small amount. And then on days where I perhaps have an issue, I may use more of that. But uh, so when people get into this, number one is they can get brands that have THC so they could fail a drug tests. So we want to make sure people understand that uh, and are aware that they need to take steps to ensure it. And don't believe the manufacturers always. Don't believe all these stores popping up. You are exactly right. Europe has been ahead of us for a long time and we are, uh, it's kind of scary. There's some, I think you use the word Frankenstein kind of uh, uh, development of products, which means it's not the original. It's kind of gone a little bit haywire. I don't think there's harm involved in it, but it's not what the future is going to hold for people who really know their stuff. Now, the word terpenes, that is what? Well, the plant has many different compounds, and quite frankly, phytocannabinoids are terpenoid structures in and of themselves. The fact that they influence the endocannabinoid system in the body, they've been classified as phytocannabinoids. But there are other terpenes in the plant, uh, myrcene, and um, uh, there's, there's a, dozens of them, um, that give rise to the flavor, smell, uh, and scent of the, of the plant itself. But they're very volatile. So people who've been, you know, been getting this, the, the story that, oh, we have terpenes, um, it's kind of misleading because because of their volatility, after processing to make a cannabinoid oil like CBD, most of those terpenes are gone. <clears throat> if not, will be gone over a short period of time. So you're really looking to preserve the cannabinoid um, um, uh, molecules that are in the plant. And again, the focus on CBD has been so myopic um, to think that one molecule in the plant is going to feed, nourish, and support the endocannabinoid system is really absurd. And we are learning very rapidly that the rest of the family are equally, if not some, more important than CBD. So we should be looking for brands that talk about hemp, that talk about the whole class of phytocannabinoids, how they nourish the endocannabinoid system. And um, it is the endocannabinoid system, uh, you mentioned homeostasis before, not until the American Journal of Medicine in 2007 published an article about health, well-being, and balance is really what the global picture of what the endocannabinoid system does. 
If we don't have enough of these cannabinoids around, we can never be healthy. We can never be in balance. And that's the global picture. And then you go scale down to the organ level and we look at the role of cannabinoids like CBD in neurological health, you know, protecting the brain from further damage after stroke or trauma, usefulness in neurological diseases, including epilepsy in children, uh, important for inflammation and pain. And there have been several published articles about the mechanisms of action of how your endocannabinoid system and the cannabinoids you produce or the cannabinoids you take in through hemp uh, extracts uh, help to regulate all of the inflammatory pathways. So uh, along with curcumin and boswellia and fish oils and quercetin, phytocannabinoids are at the heart and soul of any protocol addressing pain and inflammation. When you look at stress and anxiety, uh, we know all about <clears throat> a lot of the, the compounds in the marketplace like L-theanine and, 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 and lavender and what have you. But um, we know that the endocannabinoid system governs neurotransmission. It, re it reduces the excitability that's going on in the brain. And it is the heart and soul of any protocol addressing anxiety and stress, even, even post-traumatic stress disorder. Insomnia helps to regulate the sleep cycle uh, in bone health. Besides calcium, magnesium, vitamin D, menaquinone 7, your endocannabinoid system works on the cells that build up and break down bone, osteoclasts and osteoblasts, why they give estrogen to postmenopausal women. Um, the, the, this is the major reason we know the, the, the problems with estrogen and cancer risks. Well, your endocannabinoid system and the use of phytocannabinoids can work on those cells that break down and build up bone by keeping the ones that build up bone high, keeping the ones that break down bones low. Um, I can go on and on for hours to talk about how to nourish your endocannabinoid system because it is intimately involved in all physiological functioning of the human body. Wow, that was definitely a huge mouthful. And I know people are appreciating to get a bigger, more specific picture of how this is working instead of just jumping on it for an ailment, which is not what I'm about. I'm about nourishing the soil so the soil then will grow the right plants and the right uh, offspring so that everything falls into a balance. I will want to ask you a question. I heard you say last night about CBDs or, or phytoendocannabinoid system being a regulatory uh, process for the skin. And maybe mm -hmm. maybe a lot of this, uh, two questions here, maybe a lot of this epidemic of skin cancer is might be related to the fact that we have less or unbalanced cannabinoids uh, in the endocannabinoid. But And then secondly, in your personal opinion, do you think that if there was a test, and I don't know if there is or not, that we could test what level of endocannabinoids do I have at this moment? Do you feel that 50 years ago, people would have had a far greater level because people seem to be sturdier, more resilient, and less disease in certain ways other than their bad smoking habits that would kill them? But do you think that that is a, a truth that we are have less today than we probably ever had? Um, probably because... Uh you know, having a endocannabinoid deficiency in the body is related to a lot of things. One of the most interesting relationships is the relationship between your omega-3 status and endocannabinoid health. We know that people who are omega-3 deficient are also endocannabinoid deficient. Their cannabinoid receptors are not as active and omega-3s are used as backbone structures to produce cannabinoids in the body. And so Anybody taking hemp extracts, uh, phytocannabinoids, CBD, 
should be taking an omega-3 and looking out for their diet. But we know that stress, anxiety, pain, inflammation, there are a number of diseases that are related to low levels of the cannabinoids we produce in the body, anandamide and 2-AG, as I discussed before. And they are testing them in the blood, in the cerebral spinal fluid. And we see low levels in migraine headaches, low levels in anxiety states, on and on and on. So it's interesting to note that our cannabinoids we produce, anandamide and 2-AG, are now being looked at as like biological markers for disease states and, and risks for diseases when they get too low. And so it behooves us to look at phytocannabinoids two ways. As you mentioned before, low-dose levels of phytocannabinoids are like a multivitamin for the endocannabinoid system. And I find them to be one of the foundation products that I recommend to every human being walking the planet, along with a multi, a probiotic, fish oils, phytocannabinoids. Those are your base products that everybody should be on before we talk about a condition or other illness that we have to address. Uh, above and beyond that, if you are fitting in any of the categories that I mentioned, pain, inflammation, stress, anxiety, insomnia, ocular health, bone health, neurological diseases, now we jack the phytocannabinoid levels up. We use other accessory nutrients. And what, we're going to, what you're going to find is that phytocannabinoids like CBD are going to be a, the heart and soul of all nutritional protocols dealing with all disease conditions. You know, Carl, that is truly exciting because over my 41 years, and I know you're a great observer of people's health, there's been almost like a little missing link of these people who would do certain things very well, eat great, and then, and then they had these like a lot of things would pop up that really wasn't expected. Well, maybe the endocannabinoid simply was the part, because we didn't even know about it, that was less functioning. And so now this is like the last bastion of stuff we didn't know. And it is enormously uh, throughout our body. And a ton of these receptors are in the brain. And so maybe that's the reason we have chronic, you know, so much epidemic of anxiety. And, and I mean, people today are, you know, in the 1950s, one third of our population would probably go to a mental institution because of the heavy levels of stress that is being exhibited. And now it's become the norm, just like obesity has become the norm. Now, I know, and, and I'm going to close this really quickly. I know as far as all those core products you talked about, uh, you know, we I, and I personally know that this industry of nutrition is very safe across the board compared to others. But they're always is a level of good, better, and best. Uh, as far as a company you recommend, is there one in particular for the core nutritional things like the magnesium and the calcium and, and omega-3s? All right. Well, here's what I would say. Um, unfortunately, because we've been in the Stone Ages for 80 years plus here in the U.S., there's no real industrial hemp being produced. What's being produced are marijuana hybrids. So genetically manipulated <clears throat> materials that are coming out uh, and for various states. And that's quite tragic because these are strains that have never been consumed by humans in the past. Whereas there's a whole host of strains that you can find on the EU Commission's website uh, for certified acceptable strains of industrial hemp that have been consumed by humans for decades, well before 1994, which is the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act which has legal implications. And so I would, I would, uh, it's buyer beware out there. And I would ask 
for a couple of documents from every company that uh, is selling material. Number one, show me an affidavit of the strains that you're using and, and whether they've been used and consumed by humans prior to 1994. Two, show me a DNA analysis that you're truly producing from industrial hemp and not from marijuana hybrids or you, better, worse yet, using CBD isolate, which is a drug, hands down, avoid it like the plague. And then ask for chromatograms and lab assays to look at the phytocannabinoid profile. It's very easy to see if it's coming from marijuana or true hemp by looking at certain ratios. And so unfortunately it's buyer beware uh, because uh, uh, the FDA has not acted quick enough. They should have put a stop to a lot of the nonsense years ago. They have jurisdiction over Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act and could have stopped this nonsense that's going on today. But uh, in time, it'll all uh, uh, come to the surface. That is what's valuable information for people who are who there's no way you can know this unless you access humans like you that have the experience. I do want to say that I have started a sideline company called the CBD Guide and the website is the cbdguide.org. And what we're going to do on that is we're going to be posting the COAs, the lab reports, uh, the terpene content. And because of our conversation, Carl, we are going to then add to this protocol as we can uh, a request for them to release the type of strains and the DNA to show that it is from industrial hemp. Uh, it, this site is not going to sell anything. This is only for the purpose of clarity in this country because it is a jungle out there and it's not going to get better quickly. But I hope I can play some role in the uh, truth bearing that comes with this whole conversation. And I want to say that your book, The Road to uh, Ananda is unbelievable. Dr. McCuller wrote the forward. Uh, I interviewed him a few months ago. I, I value him greatly. Uh, tell people how they can purchase this book or and learn more about this whole conversation, please. Right. The website, uh, www.roadtoananda, that's A-N-A-N-D-A, um, dot com. Um, it's, it's easily available on that website. And uh, I, I know Amazon has it, but I think it's better priced on on the uh, publisher's website. Thank you for taking your time. And I'm just so uh, impressed always with how you're on top of the game. In fact, you were what, in my opinion, you were at least four years ahead of the whole uh, cannabinoid conversation. And because I did not hear anybody speak of it for two to three years after you explained it to me. So (laughs) I'm. I'm uh, indebted to you. Well, thank you, thank you, everyone, for listening to The Holistic Navigator. And as I have said off and on before, Hippocrates, 460 B.C., everyone has a doctor in him or her. We just have to help it in its work. And the natural healing force within each of us is the greatest force in getting well. Our food should be our medicine and our medicine our food. Guess what, people? Imp is medicine and food. Thank you so much. Please uh, subscribe. Please pass this along to other friends and family. And that's the fuel that keeps us going is the subscriptions. And we will welcome you back next time to the Holistic Navigator. 
The information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on the behalf of any purchaser or reader of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen. 